You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is Ray, your feel-good sister, and we have back with us, since we had such a grand time last time we spoke, Debbie Ann DeRose. <laughs> so excited to have you mm-hmm. back with us. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction, my feel-good sister. How are things? Good. Thanks for having me on again. And I would just want to say to people, Ray is a, a ray of sunshine. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you. <such> beautiful <laughs> spirit. Thanks in the mail. Um, no, I appreciate that. And I really love uh, talking with you. And, and um, Debbie Ann, and again, it's DebbieAnn.com. Debbie Ann sent me one of her books, one of her eBooks, and I had such fun enjoy reading it on my little Kindle window. And uh, I just thought we'd, we'd maybe spend a couple of seconds at the top of the show. Uh, for those of you listening for the first time, since we're doing a lot of outreach recently on social media, trying to connect with um, more feel-good nationers, um, we talk about everyday attraction. We talk about the law of attraction in an everyday, munchable, how do I use this today fashion. We focus on the teaching of Abraham, abraham-hicks.com, simply because we find it oh so delicious, applicable, reasonable, but there's also opportunities with these mystic, wonderful teachers channeled through the wonderful Esther Hicks that we want to break down even more. And then there's questions we have about things that Abraham doesn't necessarily get into. And it's fun to dive into all things law of attraction. But I really feel like what I love about the show and what I love about the Feel Good Nation and I love about our Feel Good Sisters and Brothers is that we're all just really trying to wrap our hearts and minds around what are these laws? How do they work? How is it that I can really squeeze the marrow out of my life and get the most joy and the most fun? Because many of you, you know, we've been listening to these teachers and we've been listening to other metaphysical teachers. They keep telling us that we're here for fun. We're not here to save the world. We're not here to um, fix everything. We're really here to explore, to expand. And so much of this, it gets to this, you know, nebulous uh, non-physical place. And so, and we're so focused in the physical, I think it helps to slow it down and go, all right, let's entertain this non-physical uba juba wubatha stuff. <laughs> now, of course, science, as we know, is backing all the stuff up because they're finally having the instruments that can detect energy fields. And as we've said, and I've said, you know, so much on this show, there's nothing physical in the universe, even the table that I'm now you know, sitting in front of, if I get a microscope that is is powerful enough and sensitive enough, it'll see that this table too is just vibrating um, energy and ions. And so we really want to be at, at, 
at play with some of this non-physical stuff. How do you wrap your mind around it, Debbie Ann? Do you have any kind of words of wisdom on how to manage this non-physical? Well, well, there, you know, there's a lot of things that we cannot fully understand from our human perspective. I mean, some we can, but if you ever run up against something, you're like, I just can't wrap my mind around this. Make it okay to not understand it, you know, just let it unfurl. Because the more you're like curious and playful, the more fun life is. Like, you don't have to know everything, you know, <laughs> just like, surprise me, universe, you know, entertain so me. <laughs> because I think when we when we leave our bodies, when we croak and go in on physical, I think we'll have the expanded perspective and we'll get all our answers there. And I, and I actually bring it back to your book. It's what I really loved about the playfulness. And um, tell us the title of your book. And also, and I know you have a lot of books, but the one specifically that you sent me, Resistance is Futile, and then also how people can get a hold of it. Oh, well, it's on all the major purveyors of ebooks. Resistance is futile, not futile, but futile as in feudal times, because it's outmoded. <laughs> and the, the subtitle is Modernize Your Mind to Manifest Like a Mofo. So the idea is that, you know, drop the resistance and you'll manifest a lot more pleasing things into your life. You know, try, you know, a couple of days or even 30 days of being resistant free. Resist nothing. Like whatever comes just accept it. And and the whole group got really energized by that and excited. So we're on a 30-day resistant free fast, which is very exciting. But it was Ooh. funny because, you know, it was the, the <laughs> like the third or fourth day in that one of my business partners who had spent a lot of time and effort um, cultivating this relationship decided that he was done with the project and he was going to be moving on. And it was such a shock for me. And there I was like, oh, I have to be resistant free damn it <laughs> so it was really kind of an interesting experience to practice that but um how did you come up with that idea of just sort of uh, what does it mean to you let me start with that what does it mean to you to be resistant free I mean, what does that look like oh well i got inspired by florence scovel shin who wrote the game of life and how to play it back in 1925 and you know she says a totally non-resistant person nothing can resist a totally non-resistant person. I thought, well, that's fantastic. Because if, if your manifestation is resisting you, it's because you're being resistant. So, and I also got inspired by the um, seven-day mental diet. I read a lot of the new thought authors of the early 20th century. So there was a guy named Emmett Fox who wrote that, the mental diet. And it's a similar idea. Um, so I just cultivated my own version of it. And um, Tony and I were using it and really cool things were happening. Really does add up, uh, bring Miss Shin around. She's been one of my favorite writers for many, many years. And I love the basic turn of the century kind of hardcore um, attraction writers. As so many of us in Unity are passionate about them as well, but they really don't fool around. You know, they just, they just sort of give you the, you know, the orange juice with no pulp. It's like, here's, here's how it is. You know, and you just, and I love it and I love it. And I love being able to take that, <laughs> yeah. that consciousness and kind of move it into our everyday life. So go to Kindle or Amazon or wherever you go to get your eBooks and look for resistance is futile as in the, the feudal era, <laughs> feudalism and, uh, and Debbie Ann DeRose, check it out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about on the podcast today was, was this again, you know, keeping with the theme of, 
of managing or intertwining with the non-physical. And because we are so beautifully physically focused and because our bodies are so honed in on touch it, feel it, hear it, taste it. um, I find that, you know, really talking about this connection with the non-physical can help make it more real, more applicable. And we all know energy, but we oftentimes don't see energy and we feel it. But it's this idea of discernment of of understanding how to manage the non-physical in a way that feels good and helps you attract what it is that you're wanting, attract in what it is that you're um, that you're really wanting to to manifest. Because we we love to manifest. We want to give that up, right? It's okay to want to manifest. This is not just about endless meditation. So what I was thinking about, you know, Abraham recently was talking about, you know, the how to communicate with your inner being. And that's really the title of the track that we're going to play in a little bit. How to communicate with your inner being. Well, it's such a personal question. And yet there are certain, you know, tips and tricks on how to connect in with this broader knowing, this broader consciousness. And I thought it would be fun to talk about that today on the show and play a little bit about what our beloved Abraham has to say about communicating with your inner being. So let's just take for, you know, for granted that we all believe and understand that there is this inner being or this broader self, God self, Christ consciousness. I mean, there's so many names for it. I like source energy. That's kind of one of my faves. What about you, WM? What do you like to call your inner being? Uh, I call her Frida. No, um, I like <laughs> I like to use higher self and higher mind a lot of times. That works for me. I like that. I like that. So what we do know about connecting to this broader consciousness is it's it's kind of a subtle game. You know, uh, I wish they would skywrite the instructions. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they they bang over the head with it. You know, if you don't listen, <laughs> the whisper can turn into a scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I like to get it at that more subtle, soft place, because by the time it becomes physical, chances are it is more of a duh, where have you been? Me too. So I like it that in that small, still voice. So part of what I feel the process yeah. is for me is in order to connect to that inner being in a, in a meaningful way. So, you know, and I also like calling it prayer. I guess you can, if you, if you really think about the dialogue with your inner being, um, we have to release resistance first. So there is that process of, you know, it's going to be uh, impossible to connect with your inner being. If you're coming from a place of hate or you're coming from a place of anger or, or because what we know about emotions is that they're a barometer, right, to our connection with source. And so if we're pinching off well-being, we're not going to be able to hear that subtle voice, intuition, connection if we're off being pinched offy and angry and upset. So the, I think the first and foremost is how do we release, how do we release resistance? How do we get into that feel good place? And, um, you know, and they have been talking endlessly about meditation. Abraham is on the meditation trail right now. They're just really, you know, um, focusing on, on meditating and just quieting the mind. Yeah, the mind. And you know what? Resistance isn't always overt, like being angry or sad or upset. It can be very subtle. The mind's sneaky. It can be too much thinking, too much logicking to death of everything, you know? <laughs> And that that's resistance, too, because you really can't hear the subtle voice of guidance if you are figuring everything out in detail. I have to do this and I have to do that in order for this to happen. And then this has to happen. And, 
you know, your inner being can't get a word in. So meditation quiets the mind. That's the key. Yeah, exactly. And they've really been talking about um, making it as simple as possible. And and if we get to the track today, they're talking to this one particular Abrahammer about the process of just listening to a fan or listening to something that is benign, you know, and, and I really like this practice. I actually downloaded an app that has central air. Nice. <laughs> Is the white noise, <laughs> and um, and the reason I like that is is I have listened to waves or I've listened to the river, but I, but you know, when I listen to water or when I hear water or I listen to music, my memory starts going. Like I think about summer and when we went to the river, or the last time I was at the beach, or if I hear music, I my memory gets kind of triggered. So there's something about this, you know, fan or noise or clicking top the tick-tock of a clock that allows us just to quiet the mind. And I think that that's a practice that can, that can have some real benefit. Yeah. It's like primal, like getting into the heartbeat or something gets back into the body and out of the mind. It's wonderful. It's so true, but you're, you're right in the sense that a lot of this resistance, it's subtle. It, it has actually become normalized. We have normalized things like anxiety certain belief patterns that continue to pervade the mind is, is sort of a well-run hamster wheel, a deep negative emotion. It is kind yeah. of like just an anxious, like a, a low vibing anxiousness. Um, overwhelm is also a type of resistance to to the, the truth of who you are. So um, one, one book I picked up that I had in, on my shelf and mm-hmm. something triggered me about it was EFT or emotional freedom technique, the tapping. Yeah. Do you know a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Yes, I do. It's very effective. I mean, some people say, oh, it's just a permission slip, but so be it. Permission slips rule, you know, and it's just because you're tapping on points on your body. But I, you know, I, I have a friend who's an acupuncturist and she, she started doing that spontaneously, not even knowing about EFT to heal patients. So there's something about the points for sure in the physical body. But at the same time, you're just, you're keeping it real. You're making a dialogue with your inner being and by you're bringing that stuff out instead of trying to be positive, you know, you're, you're stating the real negative stuff and you're letting it release. It's very, very powerful. It's amazing what EFT can do. And I really like how it's it's literally for anyone who's not familiar with EFT, you can look online. There's a great documentary called The Tapping Solution. Um, there's lots of books on it. You, you can be overwhelmed with the information. One book that came into my purview recently is Oh Tapping into Wealth, which is kind of an interesting concept around prosperity. But essentially, it's just tapping, simple tapping of the meridian energy lines throughout the body. So there's some on the head, there's some on the chest some of the, the arms, the chin under the eyes. It, there, it's just kind of a, I like that it's very easy to get to, easy to do, doesn't require any kind of expensive exercise equipment. It's really, you know, you can do it very subtly. Um, so check that out if, if that calls to to you about, again, it's called emotional freedom technique. That's right. But this idea of once we can lower the resistance and begin to release to that broader knowing, communicating with our inner being is such an art form. And I feel like it's the most important relationship that that I have. Once that relationship is deep and connected and beloved, then all my other relationships just kind of pop in like, like be the beautiful sort of tapestry that they are. 
Let's listen to a little bit of Abraham talking specifically about interbeing communication. This came from a recent workshop in Phoenix, Arizona. And some of you who've listened to Abraham for a long time will recognize the voice of the baseball guy in the hot seat. But uh, again, we do, we play a little bit of their workshop. We encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com and buy everything they record and go on all their cruises and workshops. So here you go. Here's a little bit. Here is interbeing communication. Let's see what our teachers have to say. So now now it's, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple things, but the first one based on what you just said is, okay, so now I want to ask you, how is my inner being wanting to communicate with me through thought, through gut feeling, through like, what's a better way? All of it. First and most, we are really appreciating this question because how Esther's inner being and the group that hangs around with her inner being, which is what the collective family of Abraham wants to communicate with you through Esther, is through thought that she's receiving, that she's translating into words. But it requires an environment, your willingness to converge, lots of convergence of lots of energy. In other words, there are powerful questions and powerful desire and willingness that make this point in time possible and what it is. So as Esther's moving around her day, most of the day, she's not having an Abraham seminar with herself all day. She doesn't stand in an empty room by herself with her written list of questions. Mostly our communication with Esther comes through impulse. Impulse to put herself into the place of timing so that she can witness the evidence of what she's been asking for. Does that make sense to you? Sometimes it will come in a string of thought. Always it comes with the underpinning of emotion. We're going to call clarity an emotion. Clarity can be joyful. Clarity can be interesting. Clarity, it's a feeling of clarity, a feeling of certainty, a feeling of calmness and sureness and certainty, and then an impulse. And often ideas, in other words, when you are in communication with those that you want to teach or with those that you want to convey something to, words just pour through you. It comes in that form of words just pouring through you. And the key is to know for sure that you're in the receptive mode as you allow those words to pour and that you don't leave the receptive mode and keep talking. Oh, that's just too good. I love that. Again, that was from abraham-hicks.com, a recent workshop. So let's kind of, let's just taffy pull that a little bit. Really interesting uh, and very funny that, you know, Esther doesn't walk around (laughs) having an Abraham seminar um, tapped to Mm -hmm. her shirt. So this idea of, you know, our inner being talking to us through impulse, is that experience you have, Debian, through the day? Yeah, impulse is a good way to put it. You know, you know, the word clairvoyance, you know, it means clear seeing. And then there's clairaudience, which is clear, clear hearing. And there's other clairs, you know, (laughs) and I I think everybody's got a superpower. Everybody's channeling at one time or another. And it's just a matter of like, which of those methods is your strong suit? And then there's like, um, there's claircognizance which is just clear knowing. That's mostly what I experience. Like I just know something all of a sudden and I, I have no reason to know it, you know, no earthly reason to know what I know, but I just do. And then there's clairsentience, which is clear feeling. You know, you just have a feeling in your body about something, you know, the gut feeling. But, you know, I love all of those, but uh, 
I, my favorite part is, well, there's two, the symbols that you see in everyday life and externally that show up that are just unmistakable. And then there's the clairaudience, like my, my higher self likes to talk to me in songs because I'm really into music and it'll just happen. And the, the way I know that it's communication from my higher self or inner being is because it's not a natural outcropping of whatever I was thinking about. It wasn't me thinking, overthinking. It was just, it came in out of left field and it's usually pretty funny too. I love that. It does sort of pop in. And I think we've all had that experience where you sort of go, whoa, where did that come from? Of course, talk about being in the receptive mode first and foremost about the positive receptive mode because we're all receiving something. So as we talked about before, when you tend to your your feel good state, when you're tending to it and you're, you know, you're releasing resistance and you're in that open mode, you can call yourself in the receiving mode. And that's where these subtle signs really start to pop up everywhere. It, it gets to be hilarious if you allow it, if you can allow it. But I like that Abraham talked about clarity as an emotion. I think that that feels good to me. You know, there's nothing better than a good, delicious <laughs> bite of clarity. You know, oh, that's yummy. And that's why we love like For- Florence Scovel Shin, the oldies, because they had that certainty. You can feel it when you read the book. You know, there was no doubt. And that's that's the best feeling. I love that. I mean, I think you're so right. They don't suffer fools either. You know, they just say, this is it. Take it or, take it or leave it. This, there's no fluff here. You know, and I think in a lot of the more modern day writers, we try to make everything you know, a, a little bit more fluffy and, and apl- approachable. And they're like, no, this is it. You know, this is really, you take it or leave it. These yeah. are the, how the laws work. And so when you get this clear path of thought, or maybe you get a clear feeling, or maybe a song comes in that answers or makes you think of a memory that brings you to a solution. I think gathering evidence for that is so important that you are in dialogue with your inner being. It's not a mountaintop experience. It's not you know, once a year when you go on retreat, or it's not only on Sundays when you're in prayer and in church, it really is a, an everyday experience. And it's an everyday dialogue. And I really love how my friend Frank, my wonderful channel communion of light, which I talk about so much and, and how I just encourage everyone to check them out communion of um, he talks about, well, he channels this idea that, that really it's, it's what, what is the simplest and easiest thing to do that feels better? Not necessarily good, because you might not be able to leap to good depending on where you are, but what feels better? And our higher being, our inner being, our broader knowing is really carving out for us the path of least resistance. They're, they're giving us the easy way to move toward that which we're wanting. And so oftentimes for me, just feeling, oh, well, here's the next easiest, most simple thing that feels better. That's intuition. That is your inner being speaking to you in a way that you can trust. And I love um, really trusting that when it happens. And then I can gather evidence for, see, I knew it. I knew that was my inner being saying, come this way, come this way. So it, it is this sort of beautiful, subtle dance. And and my job, which is really quite fun, really, is just to be in that open available place for that kind of conversation to unfold. And Oh, what a wonderful thing to just prepare oneself for uh, such an inner exchange. It, it just is kind of a beautiful system. And then 
when the contrast comes in, what do we say? No resistance. <laughs> yeah, you just say okay to everything. Okay. All right. Well, that's happening right now. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen next. Go go for curiosity instead of fear, <laughs> you know? It's a fabulous way to live. Uh, whether or not it 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 answers all the questions um to the bigger philosophical questions, I really don't care. <laughs> it just is such a fabulous way to live um in this place. I've gotten to the point I don't know if you feel like this, Debian, where when you're not in that conversation, it's so painful. <laughs> it's spoken like a true feel-good sister. Yeah, yeah, it becomes the new normal. And then you crave it. Yeah, I like that too. It, it makes life more fun, you know, to, to be guided through this earth game instead of trying to figure it all out with our minds. That part's a drag. We don't, we don't have to figure it all out. Yeah, I mean, Frank, um, the Communion of Light talks about the silver platter, that really when we get into this relationship with our inner being, that, that we're, being, we're attracting silver platters that go, how about this? How about this? How about this? Some of us can get into the drama of, you know, we get the silver platter and we throw it down on the ground and then we complain about nothing ever coming to us. And and I think that, that it's just kind of important to wake up and see that this is a vibrational language. This is a language of of emotion and feeling and not words and pounding <laughs> positive affirmations and pounding uh, the laws. It, it gets to a, a beautiful um, silent and yet profound, really love affair with that which we truly are. And I think often of my Christian upbringing and the part that I still am so um, thankful for is is this understanding of the beloved. This is an unconditional loving partner that is always in romance with you, that we are partnered up with the universe. Mm. Yeah, and they're always talking to us. So, well, that actually brings us to the end of our podcast today. And I want to thank again my co host today, Debbie Ann DeRose. You can check out her website at debbieann.com and I encourage you to check out her ebooks as well. Mm. Our website is everydayattraction.com. And as always, we say, feel good, sister and brothers. We'll talk to you next time. I know. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.